You know what my favorite kinds of stories... That's fine. You know what my favorite kinds of stories are, Biebs, when I see them in the news? Uh, it's a very specific niche, but stories niche. about stories about hunters that then get killed by the animals they're hunting is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. I, a man hunting elephants got killed by got fucking collapsed. Uh, elephant, the shot elephant collapsed on top of him and killed him. That is beautiful. I mean, it's not beautiful for the elephant because elephant still died. But what a way to go, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck that, dude. It's a certain element of karma there, I isn't there? just, it's instant, and uh, I love it. Uh, animals are going to animal. I've been saying it since day one. And if I'm ever in a situation where an animal can get me and it gets me, I got got. And got got. I got got. And, you know, shout out to the, the circle of life, as I learned in The Lion Ooh, King. Shit, I want to see that this weekend. The circle of life. And I- Beyonce for us. Hey, she doesn't sing think. that song. She doesn't. It's a circle. <laughs> a circle of life. We're gonna get demonetized, <laughs> We gotta. I gotta go see that. I liked it. People give it a lot of shit, but people can go fucking. I also think people just die. Like, honestly, get over uh, the fact that it's different. Get like, over it. So what? They look like real animals that don't emote as much. Bitch, okay, fine. it looks like Earth. It looks like the the Earth documentary, but they got music. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they sing. how? What is wrong? This all sounds great to me, girl. The cubs are so cute. They maybe want to cry just being cute. I uh, the, heard that ooh, the, the dad Timon deaths, and Pumbaa, oh, I Timon and Pumbaa uh, steal the show. I loved them. Yeah. They were great. A lot of improv, loved it. Um, I mean, look, I think I didn't, I don't really, I really didn't need big names to voice animals, you know? Like, I don't need all that. Like, I'll be real. When I hear Nala, I hear Beyonce's voice. Like, it's all I can think about is Beyonce. I'm not thinking about Nala. I didn't even realize it was um, Donald Glover at first because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, and then, adult, all of a, adult then all of a sudden it hit me and I was like, oh, fuck, that's Donald Glover. Um, which was like all right, but I think Timon and Pumbaa were good. Um, what's his face that does the bird, the annoying bird? He's great. Oh, John Oliver. He's perfect. Um, it's good. Were the hyenas good? I thought the hyenas were good. I don't think the hyenas were, were as funny? scary to me as they were in the thing, but I'm also not five. Weren't they more of like they weren't that scary in the cartoon. Uh, like I guess they, they were, were kind like of comedic, goofy. Yeah, they are the kind of evil goofy. They are goofy. Because um, isn't one of the wasn't isn't Key or Peel? Yeah. I forget which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He one is. of them does the voice. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, so it was good. I liked it. Um, thought the music was good. Thought it was. Thought it. Rem- it reminded me enough of even shot for shot in some scenes of what I saw as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there was other stuff that you know wasn't in the movie, but it worked. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I want to see it. I'm gonna see it. I think you'll like it. Um, welcome to Adventures in Roommating. I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Keith Batista. This is a podcast where we're a couple of, of friends. friends. This is our our advice column episode. Yeah, we give it's advice a BBQ on life, love, and dick. Yeah, all <laughs> all the things. Also, Keith just downloaded Day One. Super love it. Yeah. I wonder if there was like a code I was I'm supposed have to give so you. So much shit on my Evernote. True. But this might be something, and but you can I'll you can also shot. add. I mean, it's like Evernote in the fact you can add voice recordings, yeah. pictures, all of that stuff. I like I like it. it's very clean looking. App. Yeah, that's what I like about it. I just just um, you know test it out, see how you feel. Yeah, um, see how it goes. But I'm a, I've been using it for a while. I'm a big big fan. Um, huge. Huge. Huge fan. Uh, beautiful gowns. So for those of you who want to submit questions to us, uh, you can. You go to adventuresinroommating.com. There's a form on the website uh, that you can use that you can will o- also allow yeah. you to be anonymous if you do it that way. Alternatively, if you don't care about anonymity, you can email us directly at roommatepod at gmail.com. And you can still be anonymous. Just don't tell us your fucking name. Or, yeah, just say, hey, don't say my name. <laughs> I'm not going to read anything if you don't and, like, write maybe it. maybe make it the first thing Oh, yeah, written. don't. Don't do that. My hey, name is this. My name is don't this. Please don't say it. Hey, here's a here's a quote. Don't don't say it. <laughs> don't tell me something that I can't say. Like, uh, ooh, oh, I almost said something that I'm not supposed to say. But like, let's hypothetically say, I'll say it. Fuck it. My mom doesn't listen to the podcast. Uh-oh. Let's hypothetically say that your mother called you. Let's talk a story. Let's, let's hypo- talk a story. Let's talk a story. Let's hypothetically say that your mother called you and said, "Hey, child, uh, I have a secret for you, but you can't post about it." 
And I don't actually think I said that I won't, but I, I said that I probably won't. Uh, what is the secret? Is it a good secret or a bad secret? Oh, fuck, it's not me. Hypothetically, this person said, uh, is it a good secret or a bad secret? And then hypothetically, their mother said, well, it's a good secret for you. And then hypothetically, that person said, well, I'm did lost. dad die? <laughs> and then hypothetically, the mom said, no, but he did get a DUI. And then... Allegedly. Allegedly. And then hypothetically, let's say that I just... Oh, not me. The person sat there in silence, unsure of really... What to say beyond, well, sounds like someone to be married to. I don't like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with that, but let's hypothetically, (laughs) hypothetically and allegedly, well, but you know what? The thing with that, that I, this person probably wasn't even thinking, right? When it happened, um, because it's, it's happened so often that there are things that I'm told that I can't really talk about. And what do I do with all that? Uh, which is why maybe this person doesn't talk to their family as often. Um, that was pointed out to me, which is why would someone tell you something that you can't really react to and you can't say anything about and also doesn't change the circumstances of what's happening? And to me, I think, well, maybe it's because that person needs a voice in their head reminding them that, hey, dad's trash. Allegedly. Dad allegedly (laughs) is trash. And just like, you know, just to remind them, just to stay there so that they don't stay too comfortable in staying in what they're in. Yeah. Um, But also... I'm going to start cho- charging <laughs> for that because charging that's, a, for what? that's emotional work that I'm not, I'm not interested in doing anymore. Hearing news? Oh, no, I like knowing things, but, but if I'm being told something, uh, I can't be the only person in a situation that's hearing information and being like, that's trash, that's not good. That's mm-hmm. not something that is admirable in a person. Like, yeah. look at that amongst all of the Definite other little flaw. trash piles. Um, because eventually you just become the only person who's bringing stuff up and who doesn't speak to their family anymore because you're not going to deal with the bullshit. So, you know, hypothetically, maybe someone's dad got a DUI. Probably it's not the first one because someone's parent maybe allegedly drives and drinks and has been driving and drinking for years. So, you know. We're going to answer some questions, I guess <laughs> I feel better I feel better Alright So, first one uh, Subject is confidently getting that dick Okay Message Please don't say my name I, Great Right up off perfect, the top Perfect Hi, Mama Tanja's Daddy Keith And Duchess Margot Ooh, mm-hmm. she's a little Duchess Duchess I'm a 19-year-old political science student from Canada Ooh, you are so young My star sign is Gemini Nope and my sun is Gemini, and my moon is Gemini. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I don't know what star sign means. My star sign is Gemini, and my sun is Gemini, my moon is Gemini, and my rising is Virgo. Oh, my God. You got a gem, gem, Virg. Wow. That's just really, ooh, Geminis. Michelle always says about Geminis, which I agree with, which is, like, they will believe two opposite things at the same time in the same way. Like, they will believe that they can do anything, but in the same breath, they will think that they can they do nothing. Worthless. And they yeah. will believe both of them like equally. Sometimes. Um and uh, you got a lot of cap in you, girl. Ooh, and you got Pisces moon, bitch. It's a lot. Um, but yeah, Gemini, Gemini, Virgo. Ooh, this is a bench that definitely uh, looks at other people and judges them as how not to fucking do it. Continue. She goes on to write, my boyfriend of three kind of years, uh, of three kind of years, have just broken up for the third and final time. I've been forgiving in the past, but I can't handle this on and off shit anymore. Yeah, get out of it. Fuck, it's not worth it. If you want me, then have me kind of deal. Stop getting into... Okay, sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but I do. Just real quick. If you are in something that's constantly on and off, turn it off. That's not relation. Relationships shouldn't be like well, every I, other. I think she's at a point now where yeah, she's like, which I agree. Uh, I'm done. Yeah. If every other, you know, those, you, we know, we've met those couples. We know those couples, people that like, they just like, they get frustrated and it's a breakup every like month, yeah. every two months. Yeah. And you're like, I can't even say anything bad about your ex because you're going to be back with them. And so they're never really an ex. And then I'm the asshole because I brought up what actually was happening. Whatever. Uh, I also think people use breakups as a manipulative tool yeah. to be like, well, if you're not going to fucking agree with me, then. I'm going to break up with you. Okay, cool. And then like make you feel like we'll shit. We'll stick to it. And now you're going to want to come back to nah. me. Yeah, you know, it's you know what? Make, make a decision and then also, stick 19. with it. 
19, yeah. so you started dating at 16? Uh, on and off in my teenage years, too. Fuck all that. Not worth it. I get it. it, though. 16, you're inexperienced. You don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, like, welcome it. to the experience and 16 let it go. 16 to 19. Let uh, it go. Anyways, now that I've cried all the emotions away, I'm wanting to get back into the game. Ooh, okay. girl, me too. I just met up with this girl. Well, I didn't meet up with her yet, but we started chatting, and she's assertive. <laughs> Megan can attest. Uh, I've tried Tinder and got bored, so I'm trying to meet people in person. Oh, Lord, help me. Okay. I feel like meeting people in person is so much more difficult. I recently turned 19 and can go out to bars with my friends and hook up with guys. You can do that at 19? <laughs> oh, it's Canada. It's can Canada, you, Can girl. you drink at 19 in Canada? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good for you. Uh, however, I'm plus-sized and have a hard time not comparing myself to skinny friends who seem to have it easy getting guys. I know people flirt with me and I flirt back, but as soon as I think of showing somebody my body, I get very self-conscious and want to curl up in a ball. Mm. Well, if they're flirting with you, girl, you gotta... Well, okay. I know I'm a damn snack, (laughs) two Mm -hmm. C's, but it's the follow-through that I am having trouble with. Okay. Any tips on how to become the confident person I know I am would be great. Also, any tips on flirting would be great considering I could get that dick in sweatpants and unshowered hair for three days. Mm -hmm. I haven't put much effort into learning how to convey... My interest in others. Any advice would be great. If that's not the most Gemini fucking email <laughs> I've ever read, it's like, it it's like, like, hey, I'm really, I'm I can go out and fuck whoever I want. I don't even need to try for it. But also, like, it's not really happening because so my like, thinner friends are like, but like, also, how do I do it? You're all over the place. Um, this is the thing. Uh, I will say that, like, when I was, like, just having casual sex and hooking up with people, uh, it did give me a a feeling of power of, like, ooh, I can go in and out of these situations. Mm -hmm. But I also think if, like, you're looking to feel safe in a situation with your body, that's going to come from you. And also um, learning probably more relationship even of, like, of of really... uh, revealing yourself emotionally to another person, which sometimes is hard to do, especially in like hookup culture. Um, mm-hmm. So what are they, they want tips on flirting and how to, how to get She's it. Plus eyes and is a little self-conscious and wants okay. to know about finding her confidence. Yeah. Um, and tips on flirting. Okay. So she can get that dick in sweatpants well, and unshowered hair for three thing. years. Well, here's the thing. No one... No one has all the confidence at 19. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Um, at 19, I'm sure I was insecure with my body, and it took me many, many years to get at a place where I, I was better. Um, so I think you should be doing things. Uh, I find most empowerment from doing things that aren't really dependent on uh, other people that I just get to be in them enjoying myself. So when you're going out for these bar nights or to hang out, um, Margo, what are you doing? Stressing me out. Drink a lot of water. Oh shit! You're gonna have to go OUT. I bet. Come here. She's Come here. Puke again. Come here. Don't Come do here. it. Please don't do Margo. it. Come on. What does Margo say? Margo, how can Come this, here. how can this little chubby Canadian BB get her confidence? Um, I get most of my confidence from being around other amazing people and friends and really diving into those relationships and, and doing things with them that are just for myself. Um, a dick does not bring confidence the way that it used to for sure, because you realize that most of them are just trying to fuck regardless and it has nothing to do with you. Um, so I would say just, you know, follow, okay. Follow accounts on social media of bodies, people that look like you um, and really like, surround yourself with images of people that are doing the work, do your own work. But also like, I think you'll find yourself comparing yourself less to other people. When you see other people who are living their lives in a full way that are plus size, um, that helped me a lot seeing other, especially other women that looked like me that were dating, that were married, that were, you know, uh, giving advice. And that inspired me also be patient with yourself. You're 19 years old. So a lot of this stuff you're going to go back and forth on and you're going to figure out as you go through certain situations um, read, ooh, read like really empowering stuff. I would read Lindy West. I would read Jess Baker. I would read Sonia Renee Taylor. Um, people that really talk about body positivity and uh, how we're made to feel less about our bodies and how we can really have mindsets in place to counteract that. And 
you just have to, you know, you grow into it. I mean, grow, she, she even writes here, it. I know people flirt with me and I flirt back. Okay. So clearly people are into They're her. flirting. Like I would hold on to that. I'd be like, clearly there are people that are into you. Yeah, yeah. But then she follows it up with saying, but as soon as I think of showing someone my body, I okay. get very self-conscious and want to curl up into a ball. So extreme. So, so two different extremes. But then she follows that up with, I know I'm a snack, <laughs> but it's the follow through I have you trouble know, with. Do you know you're a snack? So like, which is it, girl? Like, I think you want to know that you're a snack because you are a snack. But like then, just like, but in moments where you think about exposing yourself to another person or being uh, vulnerable in that way and showing them their body, there's that fear of what they're going to think and what they're going to say and if they're going to whatever. Look, I've never in my life had an issue. Well... I can't say never in my life, but like once I was like, this is who I am and I, and this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm at the end of the night, I'm going home with myself regardless and I'm going to be fine. It opened up the, the way it was like, I attracted Dick out of nowhere. It's like, I just, I'd flirt with you and they were like, wait, hold on. You're so confident. You're so whatever. I really was just like being funny and talking to them as a friend. So I think it's like, removing the power you give to other people to decide how you feel about your body. And that includes men. And that includes people that you're hooking up with and understand that like, first of all, they're probably feeling the same way about their bodies, regardless of being naked in front of you. They're worried about their performance and how it's going to be. And also if you were ever in a situation, which I've never really been, I've been in situations where people probably didn't make me feel as good about my body, but I've never like been in the middle of hooking up with someone and they were like, whoa, whoa, wait, too fat, can't do it. If that happens, just know that that is a trash fucking person and the dick wasn't worth it, I promise. Um, So, you know, but I think that this is just, again... I would also... Learning your own body, following people that are empowered about sexuality and weight and all of those things and understanding that you're hot as fuck. And I think, you know, also another recommendation for reading is Brene Brown. Yeah. I I don't know what she's doing. Um, But, you know, Brene Brown's big thing is vulnerability. And, you know, it seems clearly to me that, you know, by you showing off your body, that's a very vulnerable thing to do. Oh, did she? Yeah. Good. Um, By showing your body, it's a very vulnerable thing to be doing. But you also have to, and I think what helps me understand and approach vulnerability in a more positive way is that you have to think that if to be vulnerable, you need to be brave. Yeah, and it's it's bravery and it's courageousness that go even hand when, in hand. With, even if you with don't feel like you're ready to be brave, literally, it's just recklessly kind of throwing yourself in and being yeah. like, "I trust myself enough to get to know that I can handle whatever." I think is it's gonna recognizing happen. like, "Oh, me being vulnerable is almost mm-hmm. like by you being fearful of that is acknowledging that it's a brave thing to do to mm-hmm. be vulnerable that way." Mm-hmm. And so, think of it when you feel that feeling of vulnerability, being like. I can I can be courageous in this and mm-hmm. I can be brave and you know what's the what's the phrase that she always says I can't remember it but you know dare great daring greatly or something like that Yeah she's a book um, called Daring Greatly Yeah that's my next Brené Brown book I need to read Yeah I mean I think that like you just will you, you'll be surprised it happens. I think you will be surprised It happens the more you kind of like what you do the work and you're putting things in your sphere that remind you that like you just have to go for it. You just have to and trust and stay with yourself and just trust that like and if they regardless, don't like you, that's on them. Uh, yeah, it's then not really on you. Yeah, you there's know? no you don't need to convince anyone that you're worth being with or being around. Anyone that doesn't want that, that's not for you. So let them go, and you, that'll get easier as you get older. But I think that just keep flirting with people and seeing where it goes and seeing where it leads and like trusting your intuition and trusting the process and if you have good feelings about someone and and um understanding that you're not doing anything to prove something to someone else or to yourself that you're you're actually like engaging in things that you want to do that feel good and like demanding your pleasure too and like you know and and just coming at it from that perspective because you can't open yourself up to all the other things that people might say or do what they think or feel it doesn't fucking matter like those people feel that way about themselves so let them be. But I think you're doing the right thing. Just go out, hang out, flirt, be young. Don't put too much, you know, if you come home and no one is hooked up with you, don't like beat yourself up of like, I'm not as good as my thin friends, whatever. I mean, look, one less trip to Planned Parenthood, you know what I'm saying? So like, just like revel in the, (laughs) in the positives. (laughs) Um, but I mean, it takes time. It really takes time and and it takes figuring out who you are 
first and then kind of who you are with and other she's only people. 19. And you're only 19. You so much more. Dude, 19, I didn't even, I didn't coming. even, <laughs> I literally didn't even know about body positivity at 19. So, yeah. Um, but the right people will come along. Just keep working on who you are, feeling good and confident in yourself. And my recommendations definitely are, you know, surround your, your feed and everything that you're looking at with people that really reflect how you want to feel and, um, and do the work on yourself so that anything that happens and anything that's going on around you, it's not, you're not comparing yourself to other people. Um, don't worry. Those guys aren't calling your friends back that are thin just as much. So (laughs) there is this idea that people build up of like, you have to hit these certain, like once you're thin and you're in a relationship and then it's okay. No, <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. Everyone deals with the same, not the same issues, but like when it comes to that, everyone's um, got issues, regardless of thin, fat, pretty, just, just classically or not, whatever. Um, yeah, you're gonna get the dick that you desire and you deserve. Yep. Okay. All right, moving on. We got a long Fucking one Gemini. next. Okay. This subject is: I'll take a number four marital frustration with a side of grief. Oh no. It's kind of a lengthy one. You ready for this one? <laughs> yeah. Um, ready. Hi, Mama and Daddy. Sorry, Keith, for the lengthy email. Feel free to say my name. It's Ashley. I've been a longtime listener, about five years now, but have never truly had a reason to ask for advice until now. Okay. I know you guys appreciate a little background, so here it is. I'm a 29-year-old Gemini. Okay. Cue the sigh from Megan. I mean... <laughs> there was no sigh. <laughs> Internally. Uh, married to a 30-year-old Gemini. Ooh, Gemini and Gemini. We met 12 years ago on a blind date at Four the movies. Four people in a relationship. And have been best friends ever since. I, can, I honestly can't imagine my life without him in it. He is one of the most selfless and loving people I have ever met. But? This isn't about his mother, but you should know... <laughs> it's definitely about his mother. <laughs> that my husband was very much... So babied by her. Okay. As in she did his laundry and cleaned up his messes, amongst other things. I'm Ooh. sure you can guess where I'm going with this Dude, tidbit of information. Can I just say, if you're a parent, How has please he not stop. Done his own laundry? Please stop. My brother wasn't doing his, probably still isn't doing his own fucking laundry. My brother went from like living at I home to, to a relationship. Yeah, but that is not across. There's, uh, my experience in my family is my brother was fucking babied. Yeah. Like, I was expected to do or all he my just shit. Took advantage of your he definitely took advantage yeah. of it, which you know isn't that a theme in her life right now with men, but like, and my own life really, it's passed down full force. But like, they babied my brother, and because you know what, and this is what he did. He it's smart. He made it easier for her to just do it than to watch him continually fuck it up and not know how to do it. So it's like, this is what I was gonna say though. If you are raising a child. I don't care if it's a son, daughter, non-binary, little beep, whatever. Please, from an early age, teach them the responsibility of taking care of themselves as well. And like being a part of the process of cleaning up their toys, doing their laundry, learning how to cook. Because when you're an adult, as someone who's trying to figure out how to like fucking take care of themselves still in their 30s, it sucks. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing them any favors by like continuing to baby them and take care of things like give empower them. Go. Uh, he has never truly cleaned up after himself and until recently did not know how to use a washer or dryer. Bitch, did you see that fucking uh, chart that someone put out of like for their husband where it was like if mm-hmm. he if you put the kids to sleep or you do the dishes every night, it's like you get stickers and at the end of that sticker is like a blowjob, me dancing naked, me doing whatever. That's pretty Girl, great. That's pretty great. The when you're raising a husband. <laughs> um I lost my spots. Uh, Never cleaned up after himself. This did not really ever bother me as I am OCD and prefer to clean everything myself mm-hmm. anyways. No, he was like, look at this. I got someone that wants to organize. That was the background. We still got f- 10 more paragraphs okay. to go. Uh, in March of 2018, we lost our first child Okay. when I was 20 weeks pregnant. Um. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. Uh, we were told he would not survive due to a handful of various, very serious defects. Yeah. This was a very dark time in our lives. I was clinically depressed mm-hmm. and, to say the least, traumatized by the procedure that ensued. Yeah. Wisconsin has some fucked up laws in regards to getting a DNC. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? 
Um, I, I don't was... remember the exact, maybe dilation and cleaning. So I don't know actually what it stands for, but it's, it's, um, like it's not, it's not the, you know, like early in a pregnancy, you can usually like, you can take a pill and then you bleed for sure, a while. Sure. Yeah. This is like a full on, like we're taking a the vacuum procedure. cleaner oh, to I your see. cervix. So it's not a comfortable, it's usually like you're sedated, I think. Yeah. Um, it's not comfortable. I wanted this child, but according to the state, I was still required to sign paperwork laboring, labeling our loss as an abortion. Okay. If anything, everything that happened over the next few months made our relationship stronger. Mm. In June of 2018, we got pregnant again with our second child, who is okay. now four months old and so, so healthy. Okay, Yay. there you go. He is my our, mom had a miscarriage before she had me. Yeah, I think my mom... Mm, uh, he is our mir- he is our miracle to say the least. Yeah. You should know that we had to closely monitor him throughout my entire pregnancy oh, with you're countless high scans yeah, and the CVS. Yeah. I don't know what any of these mean. Uh, each scan caused me severe anxiety as my past trauma caused yeah. some pretty severe PTSD. Yep. I still get triggered to this day by TV shows and commercials where an operating room is shown. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've also, if you're, you know, Granted, I don't know what the rest of the email is, but you wrote so much about it. Also, highly recommend therapy if oh, you're not absolutely. already doing that. And absolutely. I have well, a, I think that's where we're I, I have a BetterHelp code, so if you go to betterhelp.com slash mamatanjas, you can get a little... Needless to say, although I grieved our loss, I have not completely moved on. Yeah. I still catch waves of grief at random moments. Yeah. I think that's perfectly normal. Yeah. Uh, my husband doesn't outwardly grieve our first son, nor does he bring him up yeah. unless I start the conversation. We all deal with it in our own ways. Yeah. I feel as if we should speak his name and remember him as our child. And I guess I just feel very alone in that. Mm. Uh, Am I wrong to want something like that? I don't think you're wrong, but I also think... I don't think you're wrong. I may feel differently. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I just think you you can't control how another person mourns, which is why I think it's a good idea to get a support system for you with your friends and your family and, and, or maybe, maybe it's hard for him to talk about that all the time. Yeah. But like I do with my grandma where I have a day for Margaret, like mm-hmm. maybe there is the, the day you guys could like really spend together. I don't know if you buried the, the baby or anything like that, but like maybe make it a, a day where you go to the gravesite with your other child and you just mm-hmm. talk about whatever and like share, like share your life with this baby and just like talk. It, it might bring you some comfort and then like spend the rest of the day together as a family. I think there are ways of getting what you want and what he can deal with. Yeah. Um, but without uh, this kind of, because what you're probably feeling is like a resentment of like, why can't I talk? Why won't you talk to me about it? Why can't we talk about it? And it might just be really painful. I suspect, yeah, maybe it's just too painful for him, so he has to yeah. deal with it in his way. Yeah, which is you got two people mourning, two people mourning the same person in different, in ways, different ways, closely. He's probably afraid to get in touch with those emotions. Yeah, or scared to open it up. He is. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't know if I should say that, but maybe he's just. Maybe he's accepted it. Maybe he's just accepted it and just like, it's like not something he needs to yeah. address or deal with. Maybe yeah. he's already, well, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is a conversation worth having to see where he is and how he feels sure. about it. And sure. if he's like, you know, I just, I've kind of accepted it and, and I want to move forward or whatever, then you can vocalize, well, I need, still need to talk about it. So is there a middle ground that we can come to where like, maybe I can bring his name up in conversation occasionally, like so-and-so would really like this, or maybe like we can have that day, or maybe like I can go to the gravesite once a month and you can come with me or I can bring our other child. Just something so that me, you, you know, it's, it's different for sure. I imagine when you're the one carrying the child, yeah, of course. Um, the connection that you feel. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I just would you, you communicate with your partner that like, I am still feeling the waves of this grief, even though things have moved on. And so is there a way that maybe you can help me just, you know, talk it out? So now we're going to tie this back to the being babied <sighs> part of the email. Yeah. Now that our son is here, I have less time to clean yeah. and keep up with the house. I have yes. consistently asked my forgetful hus- husband mm-hmm. to help with picking up the slack, but it seems that no matter how much I remind him of things mm-hmm. I need help with, uh, they never seem to get done. Mm-hmm. A good example is that he had off of work on a Tuesday of one mm-hmm. week. And took our son to daycare with what he told me was the intention of getting some things done around the house, Mm -hmm. but instead spent a few hours at a nearby mall eating lunch Mm -hmm. and window shopping. Mm. 
I feel like he just doesn't make our home a priority. And over the past four months, this has taken a toll on our relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm screaming, save me to a deaf person while I'm drowning in the ocean. That is our unkempt home. Well, y'all might need to go to counseling, too, together. Well, that's where I was ending up. Yeah. Uh, And she actually addresses that eventually. Yeah. Uh, Our relationship is stable. Uh, We talk things out instead of arguing and are always sure to check in with each other on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And yet, this week, I have come to realize that I feel very alone in a lot of aspects, and this has me worried about the future of things. Mm. I asked my husband to consider going to marriage counseling with me, as Mm -hmm. I feel as if I'm not being heard, Mm -hmm. and that maybe our loss did affect our dynamic as a couple in ways I did not initially see. It definitely did. It will. He was blindsided by my request and doesn't seem to think we need to go. Uh, (laughs) Ah, okay. Am I crazy to request such a thing? Am I overreacting? I feel if we don't make the time to talk that our marriage will eventually fall apart. The last thing I want is to lose my best friend. I have attached some cute pictures of our puppy and baby. Our puppy baby and our human baby. Hoping for your guidance, please give Princess Margot some love. So we've got puppy baby first. Oh, look at those eyes. Oh my God. Beautiful eyes. These whitish blue eyes. So cute. And then we have the healthy baby boy. Oh my God. That's a cute little baby. That's a cute baby. Y'all need therapy. Yeah. I mean, I think, okay, here's you the, th- counseling, here's the sure. thing in a, rela- in a relationship. If I come to you and I say, look, I feel like I'm fucking drowning. I, I, I've repeatedly brought up that I need help. I'm not really getting that support. And so maybe we need to sit down and like really figure this out. And their reaction is we don't need therapy. You definitely need fucking therapy. But yeah. beyond that, the re the ideal reaction would be even if, the person is like, oh, I don't want to go as far as therapy because it's expensive and whatever. We don't have. Maybe we need to carve out an hour every Sunday night so we can sit down and really go through our feeling, like talk to each other and really do it ourselves. Yeah. And also I can put in 20 minutes a day helping clean around the house. You right. know, like when I get home from work, I can just make sure that first 15, 20 minutes I'm like cleaning stuff up just to help. Yeah. I think that there's an opportunity for him to alleviate some of the burden that you're dealing with right now because you're also you're mourning you're dealing you have a child you're cleaning around the house and you're just struggling to feel heard and you're also dealing with a man who was cleaned up after his whole life so the idea of cleaning up to him yeah is probably so off-putting yeah he doesn't even know it doesn't even like a probably doesn't really even occur to him okay you know what I mean? Like, well, you know what? Daddy's got to make a little bit more money so you can have help yeah. then. Or, yeah, I was going to say, if you can pitch in to get someone to help then, out, then that's an If you option. don't want to go to therapy, then maybe we have to have someone come clean the house once a week. Like, there yeah. needs to be... And then we take that time to have a date night. There needs to be something that's going on that's an alternative to fact, doing nothing. The fact of the matter is that he needs to step it up yeah. and help you out. Yeah, you're requesting help, it. Uh, help everybody out. Yeah. And he's coming from a place where he's not used to having to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be one struggle to get through. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're dealing with the loss of your first child. Yeah. In which I'm and sure is affected him he's not the person that you're ter- talking to, yeah. That he isn't vocalizing. Yeah. And there's nothing bad that will ever, I feel like, come from talking it out with a professional. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it is going to be about him needing to step up. But you might realize that might be some part of you that needs to also maybe find the strength to, like, really put your foot down with him. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. That's just an example. But, you yeah. know, I often find times that I've heard stories where it's like I'm having such problems with my partner. I need them to come to therapy with me. And then in therapy, they realize, oh, actually, I'm the I problem. Have, I have a problem. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's, that's your case. Clearly, you're going through a lot. You have the child oh, that you're yeah, taking yeah. care of. The house is a mess. You're dealing with a lot. He should not have went to the mall. No. He should have came home and cleaned up. And I think he needs to find and something that I'm I've recently started to find too is that there is a joy and there is a Ooh, yeah. There's a sense of peace that comes with taking care of yourself and cleaning up. Meditation. Meditation. Um but just like making my bed every morning, like not every morning, but I've been making it much more. And like mm-hmm. when I come home at the end of the day and I walk into my room, my bed is like made. Mm-hmm. I just have a really positive feeling. And yeah. so I'm starting to like really listen to that and be like, okay, if I want to feel this positive feeling, then I need to like the yeah. bare minimum is just take 30 seconds to like neaten my bed out. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes conversations like this really do take like needing to sit down and say, look, I love you. Read some and books I want, too. And I want this to work. Yeah. 
right now it's not working for me. It's not working for me. And I need help. And if you, I know that this is outside of your comfort zone as far as like cleaning and taking care of things, but like I'm struggling. And so I really need you to like consistently, it's not enough to be like, I don't, I'm, th- I'm not thoughtful. I don't have, I don't have a great enough memory. Like there needs to be something in place where at least you're helping me a little bit so that I can have this room to process these emotions. Like him chipping in and, and helping you in a, in a manual way I don't think he even understands how much emotionally that will free up for you to deal with what you're dealing with in a better way so that inevitably it doesn't come, it doesn't explode. And all of a sudden, you, the next time you have a conversation, if the, you will just let this fester, will be you leaving. You know what I'm saying? And so like, if he, what does he, what does he care about more? The, how uh, uncomfortable it is to do his own laundry or how uncomfortable it is to go back home and live with his mom and never see his kids. <laughs> like, like what is what is more stressful, you know, mm-hmm. like we, this is a thing we're all raised a certain way and we have certain things that happen, but we're coming together in a relationship. We love each other. We're married. We have a kid. We, um, you, all these things are happening. And so it's like all this little shit that you grew up with and that you were used to, you need to examine that personally. And we need to figure out what our life is together, which is going to look different than how you were raised. We're not little yeah. kids anymore. Things are going to change constantly. So things are going to change. And so I need, you know, when we're having, when I'm having a really bad time, I need you to help me a little bit. When you're having a bad time, I can help you a little bit. That's how this goes. Like we right. give and we take a little bit and we compromise. And so me saying we need therapy should be a huge red flag to you. This is what I would say to him. Should be, uh, this is, I'm, I'm crying out for you to help me and to, and I'm trying to find a solution and it's not good enough. The response of like, we don't need therapy. We do need therapy because if I go to a therapist and I sh- and you need therapy as well on your own, but like if we can't do that, there just needs to be some kind of, we have to figure it out amongst ourselves. Then there needs to be something put in order. Like I said, I really feel like Sunday night, or whatever day he has off from work. Yeah. Sunday night, let's just spend half an hour, both of us cleaning with the baby, like make it a game, make it fun, and just do it so I have a little bit of space. And then like when you come home, for 15 minutes, can we just like, whatever, connect, talk, or uh, can you help me clean, can you do the dishes? Like even if it's certain chores that you're just like, this would help me so much. I think it's just reminding him that like, my happiness and my comfort is only going to give me more time and space to be in this relationship with you in a way that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And if we can work together, it, that's a love language for me. Like this is how this is how you can love me better, and by that I can heal, um, and we can heal together. And so I think I don't know if this fully applies, but I remember I came across this quote because right now she, I feel like she's sacrificing a long-term problem Mm -hmm. than openly addressing this in like a short-term conversation. This is only going to snowball. So this quote is, when we avoid difficult conversations, Mm -hmm. we trade in short-term discomfort Mm -hmm. for long-term dysfunction. Yeah, it's true. Um, So I think he seems to have, uh, you know, he got caught off guard by the therapy thing. And that's fine. Let him process and think about it. But sure. now let's bring it back up and let's have another conversation saying, I was serious. But you're struggling, right? And yeah. you're crying out for help and he's not there for you. And he probably doesn't see that. Yeah. I think, you need, so to, I think you need to verbalize that. You need to verbalize it and have that uncomfortable conversation. I feel like I'm drowning. So you avoid a long-term dysfunction. I feel like I'm drowning and I can't breathe. Yeah. And there are things... And, I, and bring up that example. I asked you to clean the house. You said you would clean the house. Yeah. But then you went and had lunch and went window yeah. shopping at a mall. And I, and I understand that we all need time out of the house to do our own thing. But you and I are on the same team. Yeah. I want We're you to have, now. I yeah. want you to have that time. You should go to the mall and have that time. But then when you come home, I need to go to the mall. I need to go to get my nails done. I need to like go run over whatever chore or just have time for myself. I need to go hang out at the library for an hour. Like there needs to be an equal, like you have the space to be on your own. I need the space to be on my own. And then also together, I just need a little bit, I need help around the house. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And if you can't help me around the house, then we need to figure out financially how I can have someone come in once or twice a week to help me. Because right now I feel like I'm drowning and you love me and I'm sure you don't want me to feel that way. And I can't be in this relationship with you in the way that you need if I can't fucking breathe. Yeah. 
and I love you and that's how, and you know that I love you because I'm telling you this. I'm telling you there's still an opportunity for you to help me. Yeah. And if I weren't telling you that, we would no be No one in, wants to clean. We would be in trouble. Well, I love cleaning. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Some people do find it very therapeutic yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think he just needs to find a way to perceiving cleaning as yeah. as something positive it rather than like an annoying chore. Yeah. Well, you know? maybe you do the laundry or maybe you do the dishes. You don't have to do everything. Or just like, but you know, like, if there's like me. five rooms that need tidying it up, do yeah. one. Yeah, help me. You know, just do the one main one that like, you know, maybe like the living room or the den or like the it's, main room, you know. It's like, fascinating to me that I really do think, not that I'm saying for this situation, but I really do think that people are like willing to sacrifice entire relationships just because they don't want to do what they haven't done. And, yeah, it's, yeah. and it comes down to like, if you lived alone, it's you'd childish. have to fucking do the dishes, wouldn't you? So help me do the fucking dishes. Yeah. You know, what's cheaper? You doing the dishes or us going through a divorce? It's time to grow up sometimes, you know? Yeah. And this is like, and this is like college level shit. So like, let's just, yeah, let me help you. You help me. And, and you know, I think that there are things that you can try if he's uncomfortable going to therapy right away, but don't, don't lay off of this conversation entirely because you're like, well, he didn't, he didn't take it right the first time. Maybe he didn't think yeah. about it. He didn't know time. the extent of it. Yeah. Now he's had some time to think about it. Show bring him it, this episode. Bring it, <laughs> show him this episode. Bring it back up in a, in a constructive way. Not like a fuck you for not doing this, but a, I want this to work. So here, like, you, you fucking, you love organizing and doing shit you said before. Bitch, lay out that, here are three options. Option one, <laughs> This is what our week looks like together. This is what our week looks like together. This is, and, and you can be a part of choosing, but like these are things that would help alleviate me, so just help me. Yeah. It might not even be for forever that you have to do certain things, but like it probably will be because we're all adults. Or get his mom to come over and clean. Yeah, what's mom doing? <laughs> if mom's so good at doing fucking laundry. Since you know what? Honestly, so though, <laughs> I'm not against mothers having to come and like pay it forward for like, yeah. if you raised your child to not be able to take care of them fucking selves and now I'm married to them, guess what, bitch? Well, You're coming I, over to do dishes. <laughs> I'd imagine her attitude would be like, well, yeah, you should be cleaning up after my son. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I'm sure she cleaned up after her husband that's and her I children did. and didn't, well, that's not how the world works anymore. So, yeah, sorry. So sorry, that's not the relationship the I'm in. Hey, I don't need another child. I already have this one and I need help. Just because you, you went through a shitty thing doesn't mean you have to pay it forward or like encourage yeah, it. Yeah, right. One more? Yeah, let's do one more. All uh, right. About to lose what defines me most. Mm-mm. Did I read this one already? I don't know. Did you? It sounds familiar, but... Yeah, let me see. Maybe we already did that one. I usually move them. Oh. Well, someone's not doing their fucking job. Although sometimes I click into things by accident and it looks oh, like it's red, well, but it wasn't. Sorry. Someone's fucking up my job. I mean, it, right, wouldn't, well, we'll it, wouldn't, it, anyway, it wouldn't matter so if they were getting moved. So, um, Okay, here we go. So, hello, sweet mother of Mary Megan, <laughs> sweet okay. father of Joseph, Joseph Keith, All right. and sweet eight pounds, six ounces, newborn infant Margot. Well, she's about 10 pounds, but I appreciate it. Um, there's a PS that I'm going to read first. Okay. Uh, Maine is Pisces, rising is Sagittarius, and moon is Scorpio. God. They write, yeah, I'm not happy about it either, but oh. that is for a, that is for a different email. First of all, uh, Scorpio moons are the fucking worst, <laughs> and I say that as a Scorpio. Scorpio moons will like want, like they are outwardly are like, oh my god, let's hang out, let's be best friends, let's be, hang out, let's be best friends, and secretly they're like plotting your death because you have things that they believe they deserve that you shouldn't have, and they don't quite understand how to get close to it. That sounds like therapy. Sagittarius. Well, everyone needs therapy, but like Scorpio moon specifically. And then a Pisces. Ooh, that means you're passive aggressive. And then a Sagittarius rising. Uh, I mean, I love Sagittarius, but Sagittarius is very like, um, yeah, I'm done with this now. So I'm like, (laughs) fuck that and fuck you and burn it down. And like, I got to move on. And I'm, you know, it's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. That's Scorpio moon though. That's what I'm paying attention to right now through this email. All right. I am a 20, I mean, I am a 21 year old college student that has one year left of school before mm-hmm. I enter the real world. Okay. I moved halfway across the country for an internship this summer for personal growth reasons okay. instead of taking a position in my local college town. During my time so far, I discovered the three things that most define me as a person currently are one, my university, two, my major. 
three, my student organizations. Okay. All three of these things will be gone for me within a year because of graduation. Uh, life after graduation. My question is, what should I expect when losing the things that most define who I am and Jesus. how slash can I prepare for it? Well, guess what lesson you're going to learn? You're going to learn that things change. <laughs> and Multiple times. This yeah. is not the first oh, time you're going to have time. to reevaluate and like... I've been feeling that lately. Like Let I, go of who you were and, and start working on who you're going to become. I've been mourning. I'm I think, in that right now. I've been mourning a little bit of YouTube stuff lately in the sense yeah. that like I remember a time when I used to walk in a room and I knew everyone and I was liked, you know, I was respected. And then like as the time's gone on, not that I've changed, but not in the way that people, when they say, oh, you've changed would you know, people that would say that are people that haven't. Like in a negative shifted. way? Like, yeah, oh, like, oh, you've like, changed. I've changed, yeah. but not in a way that disrespects my character or changes my, the values Another of who word I am. Be, you've grown. I've grown. Right. I've grown and other people in the community have been revealed. So I would say that like, there are certain situations and maybe certain men in this community that have like either harassed me or threatened me or whatever that I was friendly with. Right. Mm -hmm. At a certain point. And there's definitely been a, a sense of mourning for me where it's like you realize that the thing you thought was a certain way isn't that way. Oh, and, preach, girl. and, and then you start to question who you were in it. Oh, preach. <laughs> girl, this is exactly what you're going through. You start to question who you were in it. And then you start to be like, wait, did I fuck up by letting these people oh close God. to me? Oh my God. Preach, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, did I, was I not sensing what I should have been sensing? Like, did I yes. show did I show up completely open ready to be myself and then these other people were like hiding who they were and I mm. just didn't go too far into it like so it's weird when you see people that were your friends that all of a sudden you're like well, I don't even want to know you and I just want you to leave me alone mm. but they, but they still hold on to that like you were supposed to be my friend and it's like I was who I was and I thought you were who you were but you were hiding all this other shit mm -hmm. behind who you were mm -hmm. and I didn't sign on for that shit. Mm -hmm. If I had known that up front, it's like a betrayal this to me. This would have been taken care of much sooner. <laughs> then I would, I would have known pretty quickly that we sure. shouldn't, you know. So I think that, and, and I'm thinking of when I left college, right? And there were things that I was very, I mean, I'm very good at like four years in a place. And then I eventually get sick and I'm like, okay, I got to go. Bye. Peace, everyone. Um, but your personality, like who you think you are is so tied up into like, I was, I was very tied up into like the organizations I was a part of and like the friends that I had. And then all of a sudden everyone leaves and goes back. The reality of life after graduation is you stay in touch with the people that you stay in touch with. Those relationships shift and change. You might go visit them. They might go visit you if you're not in the same area. Um, but then as you start to build the life that you're going to have, you take all the skills that you learned in college of like, you know, of being a part of these things and you just find that same feeling in different groups, different areas yeah, with just, different people. It, I was just about to say like for every person you lose, you gain at least, at least two more. There are going to be groups of people that groups of friends and, or even like, you know, you're looking at your student organizations, like, yeah, that's going to be something that's going to go away yeah because you're not in school anymore. Mm -hmm. So there is no organization to be a part of, but that's but not the, to say. And those organizations also exist outside of college. Sure. There are bigger versions of what you're going there for that you can find other people to connect with. But I'm going to say that there are, you know, just because you finally graduate, you get your job. Mm-hmm. And then you sort of will meet a new group of people through your job or through the, 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 um, the what's the word? Like the, yeah, you're going to lose those people too. <laughs> at some yeah, point. And then you might shift jobs and you're going to have to yeah. get a whole new group of people. And that's going to happen multiple times. But, but what I'm saying is life really, is a series of saying goodbye. And then, you know, the, I, I came across this app called meetup, mm -hmm. which is basically just uh, a service that, connects you with like things that are happening in your city. Yeah. Like there's a, a yoga seminar going on or there's like people who want to go hiking. There's a group called I want to do things, but not alone. Yeah. Group where it's meant for people who like, they want to go out and do things. Hey, but I want to go to this target today. Is everyone want to go wanna, with me? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's like that simple, but like, you know, all I'm Could saying be. is that there are tons of quote unquote student organizations in life. Yes. That you can always just freely join. And, and you, like become a part of. And you also like, let's be real. I you got pee so bad. Okay, go. Um, you, Margo's like, me too. Um, what was I going to say? See, now I forgot it. Um, organizations in life. Let's trace it back. 
Um, there, you are living in a time where you, oh, you guys are so blessed to have the technology that you have because I was at the beginning of like the Facebooks and stuff like that. So I could still stay in touch with people, but like you have FaceTime, you can send videos to each other. You can, um, you could probably find relatively cheap flights. Like if you, like there are ways of keeping those friendships alive and, and even like going back and maybe, uh, well, I guess you live across the country. So maybe you won't be able to as freely be a part of the things that are happening happening but the things that you love doing and the things that you're passionate about are things that you can find in wherever you live or you could start in wherever you live and there are gonna be other people that you know are equally as passionate about it um but it is I understand the feeling of it's hard to feel an ending coming up and know how to prepare for it and so I would just say be present enjoy every day that you have left doing these things really like milk it for all it's worth and like really pay attention to like how you feel around people and how you feel in situations and like and what you want your life to be in the sense of like first figure out how you want to feel you know and then and then break it down into how you can feel that way and what activities and things you can do but don't be too scared of an ending because it's never really entirely an ending the people that you're supposed to know you're going to continue to know and it's going to shift and just trust that but also, there are so many more exciting opportunities that are, are, are going to come up in your life. And you're also going to learn the lesson, and this is one we, I'm still learning, we continue to learn, is you learn that you are going, you're okay. You're going to be safe in whoever you are, but you have to you have to understand that like who you are is not just, it can't just be dependent on the things that you do or the things that you like or the people you know. Um, those are additions to, to what you're going through. So right now you're defining yourself by the things that you're involved in. And that is something that you will, as you get older, learn how to balance and understand that by applying yourself, by attaching yourself so much and entirely to things and to even people, you're going to put yourself in situations that are incredible highs, but also incredible lows because no one is going to be able to sustain who you want to be forever. No, no organization that you're in is going to be able to give you the peace and self-love that you're looking for. And when that ends, you're always going to be devastated. And so it is kind of this balance of, I always know that this could end, but an un, but getting to a place where I know that I will be fine regardless. And then I don't have, as my grandma would say, all my eggs in one basket, um, so that it, when something ends, it's like completely devastating to me and I can't function because that's who I was. That's not who you are. Those are things that you do and things that you like, hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say. But we all go through it. You're going to, I mean, you're going to go through it many more times. You're going to have many beginnings. You're going to have many beginnings and many endings, but there's always going to be an opportunity I mean, for another look, beginning. Girl, let's just look at it. There was high school ended. Yeah. Then college. Then college. Then post-college... YouTube was, like, my second college. was, like, yeah. And then I moved to L.A. That was a brand-new beginning. Yeah. I worked at Apple for a few years, and mm-hmm. then I had to quit that. Mm-hmm. Start a new beginning at, you know, my current place. I don't know where my future's taking me at this point. You're going to live a million Just different lives. Just got out lives. of a relationship I thought yeah. was going to be sort of the Forever. beginning of the rest of my life. Yeah, which, yeah. hey, now it's not. And yeah. I have a sense of freedom now about it. Yeah. So... You're going to, I think that there is, sometimes we get really in our head about like, oh, I'm supposed to figure out my life by a certain age. I'm supposed to be doing this by a certain age. I'm supposed to be married and have kids and do have a job and have know what I'm supposed to do. And I think we're always growing up. We're always growing up. There is no level that you hit that magically you're like, okay, I'm done. And if you hit that level, what what's the point? Like mm-hmm. you're, we're always learning. And I think that we just don't communicate enough, especially to people that are younger, that you are going to live a hundred lives you really are. You're going to, yeah. and, and some of those lives are going to be three months long. And some mm-hmm. of those lives are going to be three years long. Two years. You know, and like seven years. Like there, there are always going to be um, things that you're in that you feel like, oh, I just feel like it's going to be forever. And you can't trust that too much. You can't, you can't let that take over of like, this will be how it is forever. It won't be. It's that quote. Hmm. It's not about fighting the storm. Hmm. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Life is a storm. Yeah. And rather than trying to fight it, you just got to learn how to yeah. roll with it. Embrace that these endings are going to be painful and beautiful, but then understand that 
the next when when things start over again and they refresh and there's you know that the turnover into the next part of your life you're yeah. going to have this perspective of how beautiful something can be and how painful it can be when it ends but that you know the story keeps going the story keeps going and uh, you're going to be fine just I would say now really start to realize it so that you, not that you're distancing yourself from the things that you love, but inside you're kind of like preparing yourself and weaning yourself off of this feeling of like, this is what defines me and finding yourself outside of that and realizing that there are things about you that you're going to take with you that, um, that no one, no organization or no friendship or no location is going to hold on for you it's not mm-hmm. going to claim it from you so as someone who's moved a lot and like traveled a lot getting right within yourself and like really understanding that all of those memories and all of those times you still have them you still have access to them you can go in and out of them at any point in your mind yeah but you carry them with you you really take your home with you um yeah, i'm trying to you know i've always felt that way but it's also different when you're in a listen huge life-changing one moment of th- one of the first tattoos right. i got unfortunately my father's handwriting is the um is based on a quote that is you know a ship is safe in harbor but that's not what it's built for and and that is a a big thing that i think of all the time it's like we have these little pockets of time where we just feel like the most uh taken care of and we're in our element but understand that like you can only dock for so long you can only stay for so long and eventually you have to go you have to go out to the ocean Take you have risks. to you have to go find another place and and understand that and you, risky. you you can find that again but it's um it's it's going to be but it's also what makes more it exciting yeah 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 and and really like think of it this way too the f- people that I was the closest to, like I didn't, I don't really talk to people from high school or college as much, but the the people that I was the, the closest to, I know that I can always go back to, like I can always go back to Harbor if I need to and have the people that were really meant for me. Like those doors aren't closed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to be okay with, we're all like little travelers on our own, you know? We're all just little... I'm reading, girl, what you're saying is so much about what the alchemist... Bish, I am the seems alchemist. To be about, I mean, he, he he's a, has such a great like perspective on life, where it's like he's trying to convince this crystal shop owner to like do more, yeah. And he's like afraid of the success that that would bring the shop yeah. owner, and he's like, but he's like, I'm a shepherd, and like, yeah, there's a risk of like my sheep being bitten by and killed by like a snake, mm-hmm. but I have to move the flock or else, mm-hmm. you know, it's what makes it exciting. You yeah, know, yeah. it's it's scary, but it's also like. You need to take these risks. You might lose a sheep and you might gain a sheep. You have to keep moving. So just keep moving. Just keep swimming and uh, embrace the endings, man, because they make the beginnings of other things so much sweeter. Yeah. You know, such such an appreciation when you can start over and you realize that there are there's nothing but new beginnings. Yeah. Um, So that's my advice. I hope hope that helped. Ready to wrap it up? And then one day you'll look back and you'll be like, I don't even remember feeling sad about leaving college. Fuck college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you might not. I know people that are still like, I wish I were still in high school. And I'm like, well, that's, that's how I knew you had a better high school experience than I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You want to say goodbye to these BBs? Yeah. Um, if you like the podcast and you want to support us, you can support us over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Adventures in Roomating. Um, and for give us some of your dollars and, uh, we will show up and entertain you and cry with you and give you advice. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Brett new Dick Newman, Brett new Dick Newman, just an absolute gem, a lovely, a lovely little snack. (laughs) Okay. Um, want to give a special shout out. Uh, Brett actually has the opportunity to promote something. Brett didn't even take the opportunity to promote something. Brett was just like, here, here you go. I appreciate you. And you know what, Brett? We fucking appreciate you. All right. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Andrew. I gotta get them names, don't I? Gonna die. Andrew gonna die. (laughs) Well, that's not, they're not going to get that because they don't know that person. Andrew gonna roll a Sheree. Gonna roll I was doing that in a voice last night. Um, Cat Catskill Mountain Quoto, Ricardo, I just want to pet your face, Baraja, Sam, it's too much, Brodair, and Queen of the Desert, Priscilla, goddamn Ramirez. And it's time for the tuckening. All right. Is this a new one? Yeah, it just came out, like... Did it? Today. 
Yeah, we just got the email. Oh, look at my thighs. My vagina is a cavern of gold. It's a goddamn abyss. It's a cavern of treasures untold. You know, the beginning of Aladdin, it's a cave of wonders. <laughs> yes, that's what they call my pussy. It's the cave of wonders. That's my stripper name for me and my fupa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's, an that's why we episode, never get brand huh? deals. <laughs> okay. Yeah, God, this PG is stressful this alias music. What am I fucking yeah, girl, like robbing up. a bank? Dean Debbie Downer, Valerie Hasburn, Tessa Violet, Daniel Leonard, Teresa Morales, Kyle Eakey, and Kate. If I didn't read your name, it's because you're not right with your credit card provider or your lord in that specific order. Uh, but I do appreciate you and any new BBs we we should. We oh, I want to give a, a shout out. Dollar, a yeah, I want to give one. a shout out to make it a good one. Um, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Brianna Robinson. Ooh, nice name, Brianna Robinson. What's up? Thank you for um, pledging a dollar and being the lucky winner of our love. How do you say that name? Brianna Robinson. Brianna. 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 It could be Brianna. I don't really care how everyone pronounces their fucking names. If I don't hear it, well, I'm just going to go with it. depends on how they prefer it. Like Tara. True. Is it Tara? Tara. Tara. Yeah. I just, I'm talking to this girl on Tinder who says Tara. Tara. Like she tears the piece of paper. Tara. Fair. Fair. Very, I'm me- very Well, I'm Megan Tanja, so you can find me at Megan Tanja on most things. <laughs> My name is Keith. Keith? <laughs> uh, Keith without a crew on most things. Beautiful. Um, and that's all I got to say to you. Good night. And, and goodbye. goodbye.